let's hear a story about Markham This is Lisa Orton with the weekly Markham Hill Moment of History from Friends of Markham Hill, a grassroots effort to save the entire Markham Hill mountain from deforestation and development and make it a 200 to 300 acre nature, wildlife, historic, archaeology, and Native American preserve in the middle of Fayetteville, Arkansas. Today's story is entitled A Healing Place, and it's my story. I don't live on Markham Hill, but I see it from my house. My mother and I used to ride our horses up there when I was growing up. When I was a child, I knew the Pratt sisters, Joy Markham and Evangeline Archer. My parents knew them better. Both Joy and Evangeline were conservationists and owned over 200 acres on Markham Hill, most of its plateau and hillsides. They had hoped it would be preserved. People in Fayetteville are of different faiths, beliefs, and philosophies. But most residents need a quiet place away from buildings, pavement, and people at certain times in their lives. When I was a teenager suffering from depression, praying to God in the woods was my comfort. Later, when my father died during heart surgery and my mother was in shock and dismay, a neighbor, Miss Joy Gwynn, called her every morning at 7 a.m. to get her out of bed to walk the meadows, trails, and woods of Markham Hill. Getting out in nature and away from civilization helped my mother through those difficult first months and the years that followed. They walked Markham Hill like this for the next 20 years. Before the developer, Specialized Real Estate Group, got hold of the property, another of my neighbors told me he regularly walked on Markham Hill with a friend who lost a child. These are just a few examples of how the woods and natural habitats on Markham Hill, away from buildings and pavement, have helped people heal over the years. A big reason for me personally of the importance of intact urban forests within a city. According to the Arkansas Archaeological Survey, Native Americans lived on Markham Hill. There is recorded evidence of at least two sites. I feel it appropriate to quote two chiefs about the sacred earth and protecting forests. Chief Luther Standing Bear, Teton Sioux, born 1868. The old people came literally to love the soil, and they sat or reclined on the ground with a feeling of being close to a mothering power. It was good for the skin to touch the earth, and the old people liked to remove their moccasins and walk with bare feet on the sacred earth. Their teepees were built upon the earth, and their altars were made of earth. The birds that flew in the air came to rest upon the earth, and it was the final abiding place of all things that lived and grew. The soul was soothing, strengthening, cleansing, and healing. This is why the old Indian still sits upon the earth instead of propping himself up and away from its life-giving forces. For him, to sit or lie upon the ground is to be able to think more deeply and to feel more keenly. He can see more clearly into the mysteries of life and come closer in kinship to other lives about him. My second quote is from Quatsinus, the hereditary chief Edward Moody from the Nohawk Nation. We must protect the forests for our children, grandchildren, and children yet to be born. We must protect the forests for those who can't speak for themselves, such as the birds, animals, fish, and trees. Gary Thomas, in his book, Sacred Pathways, describes nine spiritual temperaments. With several word changes, his writings can apply to most any religion or spiritual practice. 
he writes, I discovered various ways people find intimacy with God by studying church history or theology, by singing or reading hymns, by dancing, by walking in the woods. Each practice awakened different people to a new sense of spiritual vitality, and something was touched in them that had never been touched before. That ends the quote. People are different. No need to judge. Gary Thomas's nine spiritual temperaments are naturalists, loving God out of doors, sensates, loving God with the senses, traditionalists, loving God through ritual and symbol, ascetics, loving God in solitude and simplicity, activists, loving God through confrontation, caregivers, loving God by loving others, enthusiasts, loving God with mystery and celebration, contemplatives, loving God through adoration, intellectuals, loving God with the mind. After reading Gary Thomas's book, it became clear to me that my primary sacred path is being a naturalist. He writes, naturalists would prefer to leave any building, however beautiful or austere, to pray to God beside a river. Leave the books behind, forget the demonstrations, just let them take a walk through the woods, mountains, or open meadows. He says, they believe that nature clearly proclaims God is. They may learn more from watching an ant colony or looking at a peaceful lake than from reading a book or listening to a sermon, unquote. As a result, with every tree cut down on Markham Hill, my heart breaks. A living thing has been killed. My spirit mourns. This is Lisa Orton with the weekly Markham Hill Moment of History.